0: Welcome. This is Jeopardy. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, hey, everyone. This is Drew Code Sports Talk. I am your host Andrew Wright, and over in his living room, trying not to laugh, is my co-host Cody Johnson. Cody, how are you doing, man?
1: Doing pretty good, Alex. Thanks for thanks for allowing me to be here. I'll take uh, I'll take NFL Drafting for two hundred, please. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong like- show. Wrong oh, show.
0: Good for you. <laughs> If you don't know what that is, that was foreshadowing, folks. That's how the professionals do it. <laughs> <laughs> he said <professional>. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, thank you for listening. We are excited to be back. Um, man, we, we last week we were talking about um, where we thought Tua Tongvaloa was going to go end up in the draft. And then we were also talking about, you know, where the Raiders, what, who they were going to draft and all that. But the the Tua question really brought up a good question for me and really for you as well. Um, You had mentioned, um, I think a couple of times during the podcast, that you had Tua lower than I did. And it really brought up a point I was like, man, I kind of want to know what his list is. um, Because I was kind of wondering how low you had him. So uh, I think this week what we're going to do is we're going to give you our top five quarterbacks who are coming into the draft. And also, we wanted to talk about the top five free agent quarterbacks this offseason. So, uh, we're really going to be talking to NFL for, what, two weeks in a row now. So, uh, everyone, stay tuned and uh, let's get going. All right. Well, uh, I love that music, by the way. It's just, it always, I'm always, every time I listen to it, I'm just dancing in the car. You know, snap into it. Honestly, I do. Even though I hear it every week. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> with yeah, um, Cody, uh, so we were talking about, you know, who is our top five quarterbacks in the draft? Um, because last week, obviously, we were talking about uh, the whole Tua situation. And it was mm-hmm. kind of under the precincts of Joe Burrow is going to go overall number one. And mm-hmm. that's whether we believe he's the number one prospect or not. We just believe that the Bengals are going to go Burrow. Right. Um, and then we thought that Tua is going to be the second uh, quarterback taken, mm-hmm. but um, I really wanted to know who your top five quarterback prospects were and why. So, Cody, why don't you give us your list first?
1: Sure. So, I'm gonna also preference this by yes. Yeah, so, I wasn't very high on Tua last week, but a lot of that was because we hadn't gotten the news yet on if he was cleared to play or his health update. Because obviously, getting a hip injury is a pretty big deal, considering uh, when a you know any athlete gets a hip injury they have a hard time recovering it. Cause I mean, obviously in a, you know, in a sport like football, you're going to get hit in areas that are trying to recover and the hip is the most, I would say probably one of the most sensitive areas. Cause I mean, let's look at a, an NFL player in recent memory of Percy Harvin, who yeah. had hip injuries basically. And that completely just cut his career short. So, you know, obviously him being a quarterback is a little different, but still yeah. um, you know, With Tua being known as a mobile quarterback with a strong arm, he's now – I don't know if he's going to just reframe as a mobile quarterback. He might even be better than what he was before, or he could be absolutely the same or less than. So, anyway, so here's how my top five just kind of uh, goes down. So, Joe Burrow is number one, of course. Um, I mean, obviously, you're going to throw 60 touchdowns in one year, uh, over 5,000 yards, uh, passing with a 60 – or not 60, excuse me, 76% complete pass – Passer completion I mean I don't know how he doesn't go number one Uh, number two I've got Justin Herbert the uh, tall quarterback out of Oregon I really think that the reason why I have him at number two is because I think that he's got the most interesting upside out of uh, the majority of the quarterbacks because we're going to just take two out of the argument in terms of the injury and all that stuff I think Justin is a wild card he's going to probably be a more accurate Josh Allen a quarterback that's on the Buffalo bills. Um, and, you know, watching a couple of highlights of Herbert, he's very athletic. Um, and uh, he's very good with the long ball. He has a very good deep ball um, and he does a really good job at throwing his receivers open to me. That's a, that's a huge deal, especially in the NFL where the windows are a lot smaller. Uh, I've got him at number two. I've got two at number three. Because now we have clearance that his hip is healthy. He's, he's active to play. So, you know, if he holds, um, you know, a pro day, I don't even know if that's going to happen because of the whole um, coronavirus thing going on. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother topic. But, anyways, if he does hold a pro day, that'll definitely change what my opinion is also. But for right now, I've got him at number three. Um, you know, in the short time, in the, just the short time he did play, he did throw 31 touchdown passes. He only threw three interceptions under 3000 yards passing, but honestly, again, season cut short because of a hip injury. I'm just more or less concerned with how he will react to pass rushers in the NFL that are obviously twice his size and as fast as him, even though he's uh, considered a mobile quarterback. I'm also mm-hmm. concerned if how mobile he will be considering that hip injury. Like I mentioned, so I do have him at number three, though. I mean, obviously, he's a strong arm quarterback. He's accurate with the ball. Um, one of the things that I'm concerned with, though, is um, I know I mentioned to you, Drew, that I don't want to say he reminds me of a Jameis Winston, but, you know, Jameis Winston in college was accurate. But when he got mm-hmm. to the NFL, he was a 50 50 kind of a thrower. He's either throwing for the home run or he's throwing an interception. So it's one or the other. And I don't think Tua is going to be like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if because. Tua is trying to, um, you know, trying to compensate for his injury hip or he's very skittish or whatever the case may be, you know, his long ball, his accuracy may be um, compromised to the point where he may be that type of quarterback. He'll take chances, but you know, he won't. uh, He, he, his accuracy will deplete just a little bit because of this injury. But anyways, again, at three, number four, I've got Jordan love of Jordan love. Um, The only The only thing I had on him was he has a really high number of interceptions. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, but watching some video on him, uh, he's got great anticipation for um, the pocket and when to climb Mm -hmm. it. He's really good about um, hitting the open targets. And he's got a, he has a very good variation on when he throws uh, soft touches, um, you know, having to bullet in there and then also throwing the long ball. I don't think his long ball is as good as Justin Herbert though, but I think he's right up there um again he's very accurate and he's a very good mobile quarterback and some of the comps I've heard is he's a poor man's version of Patrick Mahomes and I do see that in some of his film and maybe he's a lot more accurate or better with the ball than what his stats show so it just depends I think on the team that will draft him um and then number five I have Jalen Hurts Not that Jake Fromm isn't great or any of the other quarterbacks that are on there. I just think that if you are a team that is willing to wait, like I've mentioned in our last video, if you're willing to wait for a quarterback who is smart, who's a winner, and who's been in two programs and made them very successful programs, and we'll just even say that uh, in Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley really played a part in his success in Oklahoma. He still was throwing the ball, running the ball, and he still, you know, won a lot of games for Oklahoma and, and got them into, you know, into the playoff running at one point. So, you know, it, that doesn't just happen out of nowhere. You know, it does take a good coach, but it also takes a good player to execute all those plays, you know, and you got stats like he threw 3,600 yards. He rushed over 1,200 yards. He passed for 32 touchdowns, rushed for 18 touchdowns and only threw eight interceptions. So, you know, watching him at the combine, watching some of his highlights, he's very good with the ball. He can deliver it accurately. He doesn't have to throw it eighty yards down the field. Uh, you know, he's very good at running in the uh, at running uh, for the first down, stretching the play with his legs. Very good about anticipating uh, the pocket and when to climb it. I really think that if you are a team that has maybe a starting quarterback that you're okay with for about a season or two, and you draft Jalen Hurts maybe third round. I think that's a really good investment and it could potentially turn into be maybe something like a Russell Wilson, not the, I, not the exact, of course, but you know, mm-hmm. a winner, somebody that is mobile, but you know, he's that X factor in the game and you could eventually, you know, when you hand him over the starting reins um, you know, he'll, he'll elevate the team's play because of his passion. Cause honestly, when Jalen hurts left Alabama and went to Oklahoma, you can definitely see that there was, you know this need to prove attitude and he really you know looked like yeah. he upped his play because we never saw anything like that in Alabama other than a few few long balls here and there that Nick Saban would allow him to do never mm-hmm. really saw him kind of air it out what Lincoln Riley had him do and it really kind of opened everyone's eyes It's like wow he's a better quality passer than people thought and then at the combine seeing the routes that the receivers were running and he was delivering the ball and you could just see it coming out of his hands beautifully accurate and Granted, it's in an open field and there's no rushing or anything like that, but you know that's obviously a lot of talent, a lot of practice, and I think he's a I think he's a winner if you're willing to if you're willing to just be patient with him. I think he's a good project quarterback. Not saying that there's anything wrong with him, mm-hmm. but definitely not as talented as let's say Jordan Love or Tua, of course. But you know, obviously, when those quarterbacks go and you're in late draft pickups, that's a quarterback I wouldn't be surprised that goes um, to a team that you know, for example, um, let's, I'm going to just say the Raiders as an example, they have Derek Carr who they're not sure if they're going to keep or get rid of, but Mm -hmm. obviously if the Raiders were to use maybe a third round or a fourth round pick, if he falls that far to, for Jalen hurts me as a Raider fan, I wouldn't be necessarily disappointed in that because I am kind of on this fence of like, okay, Derek, so are you a winner or not a winner? And I get it. Circumstances are going to matter in all that sense. And it's more of a, you know, look at the whole picture, but you know, if part of that picture is Derek Carr isn't willing to air it out, but he is, and he's also mobile and a little bit, you know, obviously protects the ball a little better because Derek Carr is notorious for fumbling on the goal line. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be mad about this selection. I think it'd be a good future investment in terms of, you know, competition. You know, Derek Carr, if you're really this kind of a franchise quarterback, then this will motivate you. And if not, they at least have somebody that's willing to, you know, that's willing to step in once they learn the system and can flourish. And is a winner, um, that way we don't have to get the number one pick in the following draft and have to go after, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, I wouldn't want that to happen yeah. for our Raiders, but anyways, that's an example. And that's my top five for the quarterbacks in this draft.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you didn't have, I guess, I guess I made it sound worse than what it was. Well, no, but, don't get me I wrong. Mean, last didn't...
1: week, last week, Tua was pretty low. I would have said he was maybe, Five, maybe six, but again, like I said, that hip injury makes me a little nervous just because mm-hmm. you know how bad it was, the procedures, how's his recovery going is how does he how's his body reacting to healing and how's his rehab going? those are what I kind of factor in, so you know if he is going to get drafted by a team like the Dolphins, for example, which is like what the mocks are, but you know you hear like, oh, his rehab is going good, he had to step back or so on and so forth. To me, it's like, well, that just means then like he's got a nagging injury that'll probably never be a hundred percent, which means he'll never be a hundred percent to us. So really, like if he falls to the bottom, if he falls out of the top five or maybe rank number six, it's not a bad ranking. It's just because you're not getting the tour that you saw pre-injury, which was potentially, mm-hmm. you know, jockeying for number one over Joe Burrow. So that's why I had him so. I, you're right. I had him low at one point, but you know he did elevate a little bit once we got good news about his recovery and his basically his prognosis so far. So,
0: yeah. Well, um, well, I, I guess I'm going to get going on my list. Well, first the prospects that I really looked at um, was obviously Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm, and Jalen Hurts. So those are the those are the uh, The quarterbacks that I was looking at my number one is is going to be Tua and it's strictly because he to me is the most consistent he is a kid that came straight out of high school and and played in a national championship game he had been out of high school for six months goes into the national championship game at halftime after the Georgia defense who's a very good defense by the way was beating up on Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts had was not being able to do anything. And so what they ended up doing is they threw in Tua. And this kid really hadn't been a starting quarterback um, since high school. He was the backup all year long. He was coming in on garbage time his freshman year. And all of a sudden he comes in and he lights up that Georgia team. Um, you know, that's not the that's not the sole base that I that I look at, but that to me is just that kid is fearless, and not only was he fearless, but he's accurate, and he's got a really good deep ball. He's mm-hmm. very accurate, and you you can say he had really good receivers. You're absolutely right, but you know Henry Ruggs we know is super fast. We found that out, and he would put the money on the ball uh, on his in his hands every single time. So. I, I really like Tua. He's been the most consistent. You can argue that he was on a good team. Okay, you know, you can also argue that with Joe Burrow, too, though. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's kind of the argument that a lot of people are saying, well, yeah, Tua's with this these great guys. Well, the NFL, you're getting the best of the best. It just may not be strictly from the uh, SEC. You know, it may be from guys from all over, but they're still the best. And so... I really like Tua a lot. Um I mean honestly in my opinion if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals um I would I would draft Tua. Uh that's me personally because I like him. Um a player comp that he reminds me a lot of is is Russell Wilson. Maybe not the speed or um uh, well just not really the speed of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um but Tua I mean I was looking at his numbers. I mean he his career at Alabama, he's got 87 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, uh, you know, 7,442 yards, 68 completion percentage, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was sacked a sack total for all three years that he played at Alabama. He was sacked totaled 26 times. Wow, that's really Now cool. you can uh, again, you can argue. Well, he's got that Alabama offensive line. Well this year was really bad. I mean obviously he was getting beat up. I mean his hip came out of place. I mean let's I mean it's it's insane to say that you know this kid you know he yeah he's behind this great offensive line. Well you know it wasn't as good as it normally was. And so I I really like him. Um I know those, this past year his sophomore year he had a full year. He played 15 games and he threw 43 touchdowns, 6 picks. His his junior year, this past year, he only played 9 games, had 33 touchdowns. He had 10 fewer touchdowns in in 6 fewer games. That's wow. incredible. So, I mean, he's he's getting better as he continues. And so I really like Tua. That's, I mean, that's honestly why I really like him. He's the most consistent. And not only is he being consistent, he's getting better. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. he did get injured. And that is always something that you do have to worry about. Mm -hmm. But um, for me, I would take a chance. I mean, because people get fired like this. If you don't take a chance on a guy that you think could potentially be, you know, the better quarterback coming out of here, uh, you could potentially lose your job. Mm-hmm. Um, for me as well then I have uh, Joe Burrow at number two so when I say I have Joe Burrow number two uh, automatically people think oh I don't like Joe Burrow no, I like him I think he's really good and like you said he was 76.3 completion percentage this year I mean that's insane that's insane now you can again. You can argue. Well, he had great talent around him. He had great receivers, and he had Randy Moss's son on his team, who had zero drops this year. Okay, that helps a lot. But you know what? As the quarterback, you got to put the ball in his hands. You got to throw it there. The only thing I am worried about Joe Burrow. I know a lot of people want to say, well, you know, his senior year, all of a sudden he just had this drastic bump. I mean, could it just be Joe Brady? What is he going to do without Joe Brady? You can say that about a lot of quarterbacks. you can say that the quarterbacks were better with certain offensive coordinators. I mean, it, it happens. Okay. What my concern with Joe Burrow is there are a lot of times I saw his throws and he sees the guy, but he doesn't have the best of arm. He doesn't have a great arm strength. He doesn't have the best accuracy. Now it doesn't mean he's bad at it. I'm just saying he's not the best at it. And there were a lot of throws that he had where he tried to fit it into a window and by the time the ball got there, it was a very it was a close play, and you th- and I looked at it and I go, in the NFL, the DB smacks that down at least, or that's an interception. So there are things I think he's going to have to learn. Um, I think he's going to have to get out of the fact where he can't just fit in a ball every single time. I mean, he did get away with a lot. There's one highlight that I keep seeing when they talk about him on on ESPN or FS1 where it's this ball into the end zone and he floats the ball and there's two defenders that are crashing it, but they were they just like didn't react right away. And they could have picked it off if they would have just reacted when the ball was released. So th- there are concerns for me. I mean let's be honest though, he's had a lot of experience. His freshman year he was actually red shirted. So he then played a redshirt freshman year um, and then had a redshirt sophomore year at Ohio state. Both years, he only played five games uh, in garbage time, obviously. And that's why he left. So he could, you know, have a, have a chance at um, starting. And so he goes to LSU and he really didn't do well. I mean, he threw Mm -hmm. 57.8%. We'll call it 58% completion percentage uh, a little sub, 3,000 passing yards, 16 touchdowns and five picks. And that's a full year, 16 touchdowns. And then all of a sudden his next year, he throws 60. That is, that is a little bit of a concern. So, but what I do is you take, you take both of those years and you kind of meet in the middle. It's still pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be honest. So, um, I mean, I think Joe Burrow is good. I don't think he's the best prospect, but what is what's going good for him is he's smart above the shoulders. He's a guy who is intelligent, just like Tua, and a lot of the guys that I have on here I like their I like their brains. I like the way that they play the game and and that they're smart mm-hmm. and I did you know what at first I was trying to figure out who a comp for joe for Joe Burrow would be and mm-hmm. You know, I know I keep hearing Tom Brady, and I'm just like, oh, that's a lot. That's really high expectation. Now. Yeah, I don't,
1: I don't know about that either.
0: But I mean, if you're just talking about, um, if you're just talking about the way their talents are, I, I, see it because Tom Brady was does not have the best arm strength. He doesn't have the best accuracy. Um, the only thing that he has going for him is he was smart. He made the right play. He knew when to take a shot downfield. He knew when to uh, do, you know, death by a thousand cuts. He knew, you know, he knew all that stuff. Um, But he really reminds me of a Jimmy G. Hmm, And it really reminds me of him because he can move. Jimmy G can move. Um, You know, he doesn't have the best arm. He's not the most accurate. Now, I think, honestly, in my opinion, I do believe that Joe Burrow could potentially be better than Jimmy G. And the reason being is this year, of all years, I think we saw a lot of Jimmy G's passes were already predetermined, mm-hmm. you know, or he had to be rolling out, or, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't make the plays up on his own. And I think Joe Burrow, he can. And so I see a lot of the similarities talent-wise with Jimmy G, with Joe Burrow. But I think Joe Burrow could potentially be better. So that was my player comp for him. Uh, my number three is Jordan Love. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you have to be worried about the the higher interceptions. He had a different OC. So we were talking about Joe Burrow having a, having a new OC his senior year, and mm-hmm. he flourished. Well, you know, Jordan Love had just the opposite. Um, I've heard a lot of stories that Jordan Love was told by coaches that, hey, just let it go. Mm-hmm. Just throw it try and give us a chance because, um, you know, he's on a Utah State team. I mean, they play in the Mountain West Conference, who Fresno State is in. And Fresno State is, you know, every time we play Utah State, we always think we're going to beat Utah State. I mean, Utah State is not a great college football team. But the good thing that I like about Jordan Love is he started his freshman year, his sophomore year, and his junior year. He was a true freshman when he played and in a sophomore and junior. So he came right out of high school and he started for Utah State. And so he has knowledge. Um, his build, I know he's only 6'4", but he does kind of remind me of a Cam Newton. And Cam Newton was a big dude, mm-hmm. just like, um, just like Jordan Love. The only thing is Cam Newton is probably more athletic in the running department than Jordan Love is but um I do I mean he's got a big arm just like Cam Newton did Mm -hmm. um I would say Jordan Love is probably a little bit more accurate but maybe by not by much because uh his completion percentage is technically 60.3 percent. so not great no so I really I really do um I like Jordan Love but he's gonna have to go to a team that uh, where he can kind of back up someone for a year, I think he's going to have to do the Patrick Mahomes or the uh, or the Aaron Rodgers, and hey, those worked out for both of those guys.
1: So maybe the Packers um, should
0: look at drafting him. That wouldn't be too bad of a situation to be behind. See, I would say the same thing, but my the only thing I can think of is I don't think he's going to drop to the Packers. I mean, if he does, yeah. I, I think they need to do it in a heartbeat. But uh, I don't think he drops that far. Um, my number four is Justin Herbert. I was actually Mm. way more impressed with his numbers um, than I did when I watched him. When I watched him, I mean, I like watching USC a lot. And um, I watched him against USC. He looked really good. I watched him in a few other games. And there's some games where he, eh, you know, he kind of had some mistakes. And yes, as as quarterbacks, you're going to have all those issues. You're going to have something. You're going to have a bad game. But um, with Justin Herbert, the good thing about him is just like what I was saying about Jordan Love and about Tua is he started as a true freshman. I mean, he he played as a true freshman. Now, he wasn't the starter, uh, but he came in garbage time. Sophomore year, he looks like he came in, in garbage time. as Yeah, he came in garbage time as well. And then his junior and senior year, he took over. And he threw for over 10,000 yards in his career at Oregon, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, 95 touchdowns, 23 picks. I wow. mean, 23 interceptions in four years. That's really good. Yeah, And not only, I mean, his junior year was his first full year. He had eight interceptions, 29 touchdowns. What did he do his senior year this past year? 32 touchdowns, six picks. So huh. he bettered both of those. Mm-hmm. And his completion percentage from his junior year was 59.4. His senior year was 66.8. So he's still not that accurate. He's, he's, uh, he's an average 64% completion percentage. So, you know, he, I like to see quarterbacks at 65 or or above. Um, You know, I honestly, I'd rather see 67 to be perfectly honest, but yeah, of course, um, you know, 65, you'll live with now 64 and 65. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. You could argue that he had, you know, five Hail Marys that were incomplete. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, they do matter to me because that does show that it could be dropped. It could be, but from what I, what I've seen, he doesn't have the big confidence, but he does remind me of a Phillip rivers. And ironically, I see him going to the chargers. I really do. I think the chargers are going to get Justin Herbert. Um, He's got a big arm um he reminds me of rivers because he doesn't move a lot he's not a he's not a runner but he's got a really good arm and that's what rivers you know that's what they liked about um philip rivers uh going to the chargers was he was uh you know he was that big arm guy and you know rivers obviously threw for a lot of yards and so does herbert so Mm -hmm. just it just really reminds me of philip rivers it's just kind of funny how he's uh he may potentially go to the chargers Right. My number five. I was in between Eason, Fromm, and Hurts, and I like Hurts because he's he's got that Russell Wilson to him, where he just talks but says nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's in an interview, but he's not saying anything. Um, You know, one of the best interviews that Jalen Hurts had was um, he he. It was after the national championship where he was benched at halftime and they asked him about it they were like you know you know how did that make you feel and he he completely basically pushed that question to the side and was like you know I'm really proud of Tua I think you know he did a great job he came into these and he came into this game and got all these guys fired up and you know really took it to that Georgia team and he was like I'm just happy to be a champion and I'm so glad you know that if I couldn't you know lead the team to a victory that it was Tua you know so I really like Jalen in that way, but I think Jake Fromm is a more consistent quarterback. I wasn't too high on Jalen Hurts when he was with Alabama. Uh there's some good things and there were some bad things. Now when he went to Oklahoma, yes, he he was a lot better, but um, you know, like you said, you could make the argument that, hey, it was you know, obviously Baker Mayfield the year, you know, he was drafted was with um Oklahoma head coach why can't I think of his name Lincoln Riley Lincoln Riley <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that um and then you could say you know Kyler Murray Kyler Murray looks good mm-hmm. so but Baker Mayfield there have been some issues mm-hmm. not I'm not gonna say he's a bust I'm not going that far but not yet <laughs> you get what I'm saying you know these quarterbacks were have been successful but it doesn't mean they're that's all gonna work out right um so I really like Jake Fromm. I, I and I like Jacob Eason from Washington. He's a big dude, but I saw a lot of inconsistencies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh actually the week that I went and my wife and I went to Seattle, uh, they were playing USC and they had it on TV, so I was watching it and I just I wasn't impressed. I mean I I, I mean he made some of the plays, but he made some bad plays too, you know. Mm-hmm. So to me, out of all three of those quarterbacks, I like Jake Fromm better because Again, he started as a true freshman. Um, He threw 24 touchdowns, 7 picks in the SEC, coming right out of high school. I mean, that's incredible to me. Mm -hmm. His second year, his sophomore year, threw 30 touchdowns, 6 picks. So, one less interception, 6 more touchdowns. His junior year kind of fell back on the touchdowns. It went back to 24, but he dropped back on the interceptions as well with 5 picks. So... 18 picks in three years, still really good. Um, 78 touchdowns total in three years, really good. Uh, and the one thing that he reminds me of, he does remind me of a Drew Brees. Now I'm not saying he's going to be Drew Brees, but what I'm saying is Drew Brees came in as, wasn't the most talented quarterback. He didn't, he wasn't the most accurate quarterback. He didn't really have the greatest deep ball. Um, uh, and Jake Fromm kind of reminds me of that. But what Drew Brees had and why he's still successful is up here above the shoulders, mm-hmm. in the head, the brain. He is a smart guy. And Jake Fromm loves football. He is so into it. I don't know if you've watched the uh, the show on Netflix. Uh, the uh, I think it's QB1 Lights where they follow the senior, uh, senior quarterbacks in high school, like the top prospect quarterbacks going into they're about to go into college and it's their senior year in high school yeah I think I've seen an episode or two of it so Jake Fromm was on there and Mm -hmm. you can see his love and passion for football and that was when he was a senior in high school then he comes into Georgia and completely takes over the the organization I was gonna say the organization the university Mm -hmm. so you know I really like Jake Fromm um you know I think he could be something special Honestly, I'm um, I'm in the camp of if the Raiders are going to get a quarterback, I would like to get Jake Fromm because he mm-hmm. would be a good backup. And he's not going to threaten Carr to start. Um, and if you really are wanting to move off of Carr, uh, I don't think Jake Fromm is, is a bad choice to, to hand it off to. Um, but, uh, I mean, if I did have my say, I would say don't even get a quarterback. Don't bother it. But, uh, you know, that's... <laughs> That's, that's something else for another day.
1: Yeah. Okay, so then let me go over your ranking then. So you got Tua 1, Joe 2, Jordan Love 3, Justin Herbert 4, Jake Fromm 5, right?
0: Yes, I had the the 4J's through <laughs> <Two, laughs> 5.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so then where do you
0: see who's drafting who um in your ranking? I I think Tua is going to the Dolphins um you know we said that last week Mm -hmm. I think uh Joe Burrow's going to the Bengals um you know I don't think they're going to change I think it makes sense that they they go after him because he's from Ohio so I mean you know they want they want that aspect in it Mm -hmm. Jordan Love I was having hard to I think Justin Herbert's going to the Chargers so he'll be off um I think Jordan Love might go he might go Jaguars Mm-hmm. I'm, I really think because they're really trying to shop Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that you could maybe keep Nick Foles. And, you know, I don't know if they want to do that, but I think you could make the argument of keeping Nick Foles there, him being the starting quarterback, letting Jordan Love learn from Nick Foles, because Nick Foles actually did a really good job when Carson Wentz was his backup. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Carson Wentz took it over and, you know, all and we, in the rest of this history. But, you know, Nick Foles is a is a good pro. He's not a guy who's going to hold a grudge. He's not a guy who, um, you know, he's going to say, well, I'm not going to help you. I think he would really help out Jordan Love. Um, so I really think that the Jaguars might actually go after an offensive player in the first round, which is not something they usually do. The last quarterback they got was uh, Blake Bortles and then after that they went after like linebackers for like 4 years, so. Yeah. Um but I I think the Jaguars make a lot of sense in my opinion. Okay. Uh, and that would be at pick 9. And then I think Jake Fromm, I don't think he's going to go into the 3rd or 4th round. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams that uh are going to go after him to be perfectly honest. If the like I said, if the Raiders are really wanting are really thinking about going off of Garrett Carr. I think uh they need to go after Jake Fromm. What about you?
1: That's a that's a pretty good prediction over there. Okay, so I think we're both in agreement with Joe Burrow going to the Bengals and I also have Tua going to the Dolphins. I don't see that not happening unless some unforeseen incident happens, which I doubt. Um And then, so Jordan Love, I actually have going to the Colts. Um, I know we're going to talk, we're going to talk about this in the next question, but I think the Colts are going to go after another quarterback in free agency that I'll bring up when that question comes up. But I think Jordan Love um, is essentially going to be like the Andrew Luck that they were hoping to get, you know, since your Mm -hmm. comp to him was Cam Newton, but obviously not as bulky, but, you know, more accurate. I think – Jordan Love would actually fit the Colts pretty well, and what they're wanting to do. Yeah, Um, I I agree. Yeah, I agree with Justin Herbert going to the Chargers. I actually have that down here as well. And uh, I've got uh, Jalen Hurts again. He's number five for me. I have two destinations. I think that he would probably end up or get drafted into. One, of course, is the earlier one that I that I'm you know that I suggested, which would be the Raiders. The second one would be the Patriots. Um, Ooh. the Patriots, um, never draft any sort of specialty offensive player, very high. Mm-hmm. Uh, They only have one draft pick in the first round. I don't think they have any in the second round. So, and I don't no, They do have a couple of picks in the second round, no picks in the third round. And then they have two picks in the fourth. I think if Jalen hurts falls in the fourth round, they're going to pick him up. Cause I just, again, in our next question, I don't think Tom Brady's going to be back with the Patriots and. I think Jalen hurts fits the Patriots culture. And I think if, if Belichick doesn't retire sticks with the Patriots and drafts hurts, I think that would be, I think that would keep the dynasty alive in my opinion, because you know, Jalen hurts will have gotten coached by Nick Saban, Lincoln Mm -hmm. Riley. And if this does happen, Bill Belichick, I think that is one heck of a coaching tree that you have come from and that you're going to flourish under. And I definitely, I don't, I don't, I think that could happen. I would like to see that happen. I think that'd be great. And I think Bill Belichick would get a player that not only could run his offense effectively, could also rush when needed. So it keeps the defense honest, um, you know, run the ball, of course screen play. If he wants to continue the same, you know, system that, uh, Oh, excuse me, Josh McDaniels, if he wants to run the same system that his, uh that he did with Tom Brady. Um, I think Jake, I think Jalen hurts fits it very well. Um, if you were going to replace a quarterback uh, for a younger one to carry your franchise. So that's who I've got my top five, you know, quarterbacks going to. So
0: I like, I like that uh, because that makes, that actually does make sense because Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are actually friends and Nick Saban did, did like Jalen Hurts. It's mm-hmm. just, he had Tua and he had to make the decision. And I mean, after the national championship game, you, you couldn't go back to Jalen. Right. Um, so, I mean, and, and even still Jalen stayed that Tua's sophomore year. So it wasn't like Jalen just left the very next day. He was there for a while, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, you got to give it to Jalen Hurts that he's, he's okay with competition. He still works hard for it. Um, you know, and I think he fits the mold of what the Patriots want of they want a guy who's not gonna I mean in a sense not gonna ask questions and is just gonna do what he's told and you know that's Jalen Hurts I mean he was told that hey you're gonna be benched in the freaking national championship and he was then interviewed about it and could have been very petty and being like you know I don't know what my future holds and you know I you know I wish I would have been out there I mean he was just like I'm so happy for Tua you know good for him I'm so glad of this team i mean we worked so hard for so long it was just it was insane like this guy could have done something completely different and he in turn turned it around and everyone was like man this kid is a professional already right so i really like the um the jalen hurts to to the patriots i think that's a really interesting and i like the jordan love to the colts it's really good too yeah all right cody well we kind of you already alluded to it a little bit um probably not going to go as long on this one (laughs) Uh, but uh, sorry about that folks that's my fault Um, but we have the top five quarterback free agents so we kind of talked about where we think they're going to go in the draft and that kind of sets up where we think uh, some of these players might go from free agency Um, so I, I did put on some notables you know they're Drew Brees but I Honestly, I think when the the list that I was looking at was made before he said that he was coming back, so I did not put him on the free agent list. Okay, so that's why he's not on mine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have him on yours. So if you do, I, don't. Then I look I look terrible. Nope, so I, just, I don't have him on my list. Nope. Okay, good. And then, um, you know, we're not really talking about, like, Cam Newton because he's not technically a free agent. He's still with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about Derek Carr. Those are more trade assets, not not necessarily free agents. So just wanted to preface it that because I know a lot of people are talking about those players, and we're just talking strictly free agents and where we think they're going to go. So, mm-hmm. Cody, give us your list and why.
1: Okay, so a couple of free agent quarterbacks – uh, I'll mention, but I'm not going to talk too much about them. So, so some quarterbacks here that are free agents this offseason are Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott, and Case Keenum. So my top five. Let's we'll just say that 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 those names are the base, um, the baseline of of everybody that's available right now. My top five is number one, Tom Brady, of course. You got the goat. I don't. If he's not number one on your list as far as top free agents, he's essentially going to be the first domino that falls, and everybody else then will fall accordingly. So, if everybody remembers LeBron James from when he was a free agent after Cleveland and he basically um, was hijacking everybody's summer for free agency, this is exactly what's going to happen. So, no mm-hmm. one's not going to know where to go until he makes his decision, and then the dominoes will fall. So. Number two, I've got Teddy Bridgewater as, the, as my number two quarterback free agent. Marcus Marriott, okay. Marcus Marriott, I have number three. Jameis Winston, I have number four. And Phillip Rivers, number five. So, okay. Phillip Rivers, I think a good destination for him would be to go to the Colts. I think it makes a lot of sense. The, uh, the, um, he would be reunited with Frank Wright, which is where he had some pretty good offensive success when he was with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh the Colts have a decent defense. It's not the greatest. They got a lot of work to do, but you know, it it can be better. I think one thing that makes this attractive too is you've got still TY Hilton there. You've got uh Pascal who's a young up and coming receiver and you've got Eric uh Ebron and Jake Doyle, some tight ends and we know how Philip River Philip Rivers loves his tight ends. Um and also you've got a running back by committee and it's a very good running back by committee. I will add uh even mm-hmm. when um Even when Mack went down, you had Niamh that filled in along with Jordan Hines. So those – that, in my opinion, that backfield is pretty solid. Um, And then so Jameis Winston would go, in my opinion, to Miami because, again, he went to college in Florida. They've got a pretty decent receiving core. I don't think it's going to make him any sort of contender, so let's not get that twisted. I just think that Miami makes the sense for him to get drafted there Especially if you're going to bring Tua in, um, you know, that could be something to think about. Marcus Mariota, I have two destinations that I think you could go to. One is the Redskins. I really do think that Ron Rivera loves a rushing quarterback. And I don't know if he's high on Haskins. I actually like Haskins. I think he'll be fine. I just think that, you know, Jake Gruden wasn't a very good coach for him and didn't really prepare him as much as he should have. But anyways, um, Redskins seemed like an option for me for Mariota to maybe be a, a bridge quarterback to eventually be on the bench because essentially that's where is going to end up regardless of where he goes. I don't think he's getting franchise money anywhere. No. But a second option, in my opinion, would be the Miami Dolphins. if they don't. So, for example, I know that I'm predicting that the Dolphins will get Winston or Winston will go to the Dolphins, but if they don't, I think Mariota the Dolphins makes a lot of sense because if the Dolphins draft Tua, can you imagine those two quarterbacks and Tua or uh, Mariota coaching up Tua in the NFL, both of them Hawaiian kids, yeah. um, you know, I think, and they've got a really close relationship. I think they know, so. Yeah. I was going to yeah, say, they, I
0: think they know each other.
1: I thought they were related, but I guess they're not, but they have a, they are very, very close. They've known each other. I think each since high school or quarterback camp. So anyways, I think that would be a good one. Teddy Bridgewater I think makes a lot of sense to go to the Buccaneers. Young quarterback, I think Bruce Arians' offense would be really good for him. Uh so the last one, the big fish, Tom Brady. I've already made my I've already basically alluded to it, he's not going back to the Patriots. The only team that makes a whole lot of sense in my opinion would be the Titans and Mike Vrabel. I think you've got Derrick Henry there, a monster running back. You have um uh Oh, gosh, they have that former um, uh, former Patriot running back, Deion uh, Lewis, that's on that team as well, mm-hmm. obviously, as long as they bring him back. They have a top 10 defense um, with, a, with some really good young cornerbacks that are basically, when they're healthy, they're like one of the best, you know, cornerback duos to stop, you know, your run attack, or excuse me, your uh, receiving attack. They've got, obviously, a far better offensive line than the Patriots, and they're younger. And they have a stud AJ Brown receiver along with a couple other complimentary complimentary pieces around there. You get the you get him maybe a younger tight end other than Delaney Walker who's always injury prone. I think <laughs> you've got a Super Bowl contender right here in the Titans who will basically take over the I think they play in the AFC North, right? Or no, the Titans play in the AFC South, right?
0: Uh yeah. AFC okay. South.
1: I think they would run the AFC South because I don't believe in the Texans in terms of being a juggernaut AFC team. And I think that just makes the most sense. I, I don't think that the Patriots are going to retain Tom. I don't think Tom wants to go back there. And I think Mike Vrabel and the Titans make a lot of sense. I think that team is more built for Tom. My only thing, though, is I'm not as big as Tom Brady as everybody else is in terms of him being um, him going to get a team over the top, I guess yeah and the only reason why I say that is because um I think I pointed this I made this point to you um a couple of weeks ago. You know, Tom Brady's had the same weapons for the last two seasons. Why is it this past season he had no weapons, and that's the big excuse on why he couldn't do anything, yeah, Sony Michelle was healthy all season um James White was healthy all season. Julian Edelman he missed a couple of games here and there. Josh Gordon, I'll give you that was an issue. However, though, the team for some reason offensively could never drive the ball when it mattered the most, and who throws the ball? Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady's arm strength obviously isn't the same. I think he is still a good quarterback. Obviously, he's really accurate. I just don't think he's going to be able to push the ball 30 to 40 yards down the field like other quarterbacks can, which is what Josh McDaniels often sometimes calls for which calls for a lot of receiver screens, running back screens, slants, something, some short some short passes that get in and out. Obviously, he doesn't have his number one tight end, which he did before. So I think that's maybe the one big thing that was missing in that Patriots offense. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, because of Tom Brady's age, he'll be, what, 42, 43 this upcoming 43. season? 43. 43 this upcoming mm-hmm. season. I definitely think that age plays a lot into it. He's been playing a lot of years in the NFL. I just think that, you know, you're not throwing the ball like you were 25, even if you want to play it until you're 45. And mm-hmm. I I really do think that I don't say, I'm not saying this to say that Tom Brady isn't still the greatest quarterback that's ever played. I, I think he is. I mean, what other quarterback has gotten six Super Bowl rings and has been on a team that's as dominant as they are? However, though, I just cannot look past that. When the Patriots went against the Titans, that offense didn't know what to do. And normally Bill Belichick, you give him time to plan, and even he'll plan ahead of you. He'll plan if even if he doesn't have enough time, that team for some reason could not get over the Titans. And the Titans, like they were a good team and they were hot at the right time. I just thought that the Patriots supposedly would better than the Titans. And yet, the Titans manhandled them and had their way with the Patriots. Patriots couldn't stop anybody. The offense couldn't score anything. Um, So I don't know. I I guess I'm just not so high on the Tom Brady hype train now that he's going to be 43 in the new season. And I just think that, you know, his high, his, uh, his age is going to play a huge factor in how he plays. And I just think that people are going to overpay for a, a aging quarterback. That's, Gotta maybe get you over five hundred, but I don't know about a Super Bowl. But however, with the Titans setup, it could be completely different. He could be a game manager and do really well. But I think you have a really good thing with with Ryan Tannehill. And if I were the Titans, I wouldn't change the quarterback situation. But hey, Mm -hmm. if you have to, and Mike Rabel, I know him and Tom Brady are like best friends. That'd be that makes the most sense in my opinion.
0: Yeah, well, you're right. Tom Brady is number one for me. Um, I mean, like you said, I mean, I don't know how you, I don't know how you don't put him number one. I mean, like you said, he's won six Super Bowls. I mean, uh, there, there are many teams who as an organization in the hundred years that they've been in an organization have not won six (laughs) Super Bowls. So, you know, I think that should at least put it in perspective for you. Um, I do disagree, though. I I feel like Tom Brady is going to go back to New England. I I feel like he's putting on this show. Um, you know, to, I think he just really wanted to test out free agency, but I don't think he's going to go through with it. I think he really does want to. Um, I think he really does want to stay in New England. Um, I think if you're going to have the best chance to win um you know i think with all the teams that are actually involved who i think are truly involved i should say um i think it's new england i mean mm-hmm. if san francisco was a was a legitimate destination uh for tom brady then you know i would definitely change my tune on that and i would say yeah you know i i feel like um you know the Niners are the are the best way, but um, I I just don't see the Niners actually, yeah, letting go of Garoppolo unless they could orchestrate a signing trade type thing. I just don't know why that makes sense. I
1: mean, I guess I kind of understand you get Tom Brady, a veteran quarterback that can get you over the top in a Super Bowl. However, though, I I really do like Jimmy Garoppolo long term, other than Tom Brady. I just think mm-hmm. that that just makes more sense in my opinion.
0: Yeah. No, I mean. Listen, I, I'm with you. I, I just I don't think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, the only thing I could think of was, you know, you obviously the Niners get Tom Brady, the the Patriots get Garoppolo, and um, you know the Patriots give you their second round pick. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, just just to come full circle, I guess. Um, so yeah, I I have Dak Prescott as number two. Mm, okay. And I I like Prescott probably, obviously, more than, than you. Um, I think he's a good quarterback, and he's a serviceable quarterback. I, again, I don't think he's top 10, um, but I think he could end up potentially being uh, top 15. Mm-hmm. And we've – I don't know. He doesn't have a lot of fits. Uh, you know, just looking at the list of teams that kind of need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. you know, you could argue there's not a ton that you could say, Oh yeah, Dak would fit here or Dak would fit there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I do feel like he's going to resign with the Cowboys. I don't think the Cowboys are going to, are going to risk it and, you know, go into free agency unless they really feel like they're going to get Tom Brady. Um, which again, I think they're going to wait until they see what Tom Brady does, you know? Um, but um i i think dak is going back to dallas so i have tom brady going back to new england dak going back to dallas now i have number 3 teddy bridgewater mm-hmm. i really like teddy bridgewater because when he first came into the league a lot of people forget that he actually brought that vikings team to a playoff mm-hmm. and he he wasn't i mean he he wasn't bad he was, he was a good quarterback Um, you know, does he have the best arm? No. Is he the fastest guy? No, but we've seen it time and time again. Peyton Manning was not the best arm talent when he came in as a first round pick. Um, Tom Brady was not the best. He doesn't have the best arm. Drew Brees never had the best arm. What's what makes these guys successful is their brain. They have to know that, first of all, I can make this, I can make this throw and I can get it on time at this time. With guys who have arm talents like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, they get away with a lot of stuff because all they have to do is gunsling it. You know, Aaron Rodgers has made a career out of it. Um, now, Aaron Rodgers is smart too, so that, you know, that adds to it. That's why he's one of, the, you know, one of the more successful quarterbacks. But, um, you know, you need a whole team around you, and and that's another discussion. But Teddy Bridgewater is a smart guy. He He's very intelligent. I really like him. Um, you know, now if Cam Newton is traded away, Mm -hmm. or I guess in this instance, he could be bought out. Um, I, I could see him go to Carolina. I think he's a good fit. Um, you know, he, he brings a a good culture to Carolina. He's a he's a new face. Um, I really like him in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I think Chicago would be a really good fit. And he could fight for that spot. Um I don't know how hard he would have to fight against Mitchell Trubisky, but um I, I really like him in Chicago. And I also wrote down Tampa Bay because I think Bruce Arians likes likes guys like Teddy Bridgewater. And I think um uh, I think Bridgewater would really fit. So there's there's a quite a few different uh teams, mainly in the NFC, that I could see him go to. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have uh James Winston at 4. Um I'm not I'm not a huge Winston fan. Um you know, I liked him when he was at Florida State. Um but you know, he's just not all into um football. I mean, I think he's I think he's a, a really good quarterback. He's got a great arm. Mm-hmm. Um you know, obviously he's he's helped win some big games for Tampa Bay, but they haven't been great even with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, they've kind of been the same with and without him. And so, you know, I don't think there's a lot of landing spots, but I was looking at it and I was kind of seeing Denver Hmm. and I thought that might be interesting. Do I think he would go there or do I think they want him there? You know, it's possible because he's still young. Like I said, he's got a great arm He's a big guy. So I think he would do okay. in in Denver, I don't think he would struggle. Um, you know, the only thing is, you know, do they really like drew Locke in Denver? That would be the only question. Um, I, I think don't they, think they're, I th-
1: I think they do like him a lot more than, than you would think um, <laughs> only because they actually had, I think they had above five 500 record when they had him and he just has this swagger. I think that the, that the Broncos have been needing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and obviously with their young receiver uh, uh, Sutton, I mean, that kid's a beast. You put anybody yeah. under center and he'll catch it. But I think something about drew lock, uh, drew lock, excuse me, his moxie, his confidence, I think is what Denver wants. And I think he's, I think he's a better quarterback than people realize. And I think I don't think Denver's in the market for a quarterback this, this off season, at least it doesn't seem like it to me.
0: I don't think so, but I think it would also be beneficial if Denver if Denver did go after a quarterback, whether it be in the draft or in the free agency. So that's kind of why I wrote Denver down. Um, I don't see him going to back to Tampa Bay. I mean, I think we all heard Bruce Arians going, yeah, you know, basically saying, no, I don't want him back. Without was, saying it, he basically did say, I don't want him back, <laughs> which was so shocking. I it was, it was like, holy crap, did he actually say that? Um, You know, I could see him go to like a Carolina, Um, you know, I think he would, he would feel a little bit at home, Uh, like, you know, obviously not as far as like Denver. I mean, he's, you know, he went to Florida State, then played in Tampa Bay, you know, going to Carolina, it's not such a big difference. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that would be a really good fit for him. And I think for the team too, especially if, you know, they're, they're trying to lose. I mean, he's going to throw 30 picks. So, um, but, um, that, that was mean. I'm sorry. Well, and you're, at not, number you're five, not wrong. You're not yeah, wrong <laughs> at, at number five. I think you're going to be shocked about this. I have Ryan Tannehill. Oh, I'm not shocked, but that's, that's a good one. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I wanted you to be shocked. You know what? Oh, okay. hold on. Edit here's this sh- part here. out, edit this part out, Cody. And just, okay, hold on, hold on. Hold just t- be t- a take shock, take okay? two. Here's my shock face. T- Take two. Okay, number five is Ryan Tannehill. Holy crap! What? I know. I knew you'd be shocked. <laughs> My gosh. Okay, tell um, me.
1: Tell me why.
0: Ryan Tannehill is still is still pretty young, and and that's what I like about him. I thought about Philip Rivers. I thought about Marcus Mariota. I'm kind of over Marcus Mariota, to be perfectly honest. Um, I don't think he's, that's that Pac-12
1: hatred you got right there from. I love Pac-12, but you hate Oregon.
0: Well, yeah, I do hate Oregon, but...
1: <laughs> and where was Mariota from?
0: Well, shut up. He's, He's from Hawaii, but he went to Oregon. Oh, okay, way <laughs> to change it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I like... I don't... Okay, let's, I'm not going to say I like Ryan Tannehill. I think Ryan Tannehill really did a great job of rebuilding who he was. From Miami, it looked like he was just an an okay quarterback, Um, on a bad team you know he was kind of making them a six and ten team every year Mm -hmm. Um, they let him go and then all of a sudden he kind of does really well backing up Mariota coming in for the Titans really not having to do much but Mm -hmm. he had to make the smart throws that Mariota really wasn't at that time Mm -hmm. so I mean I I give it to um to Ryan Tannehill for for basically redoing or you know remaking his image right um i you know i kind of see i mean he could possibly go to a red i don't know nah, i don't think so i was gonna say redskins but that kind of just saying it out loud sounds stupid <laughs> um so sorry folks that was that was a terrible take um but i see i don't see i don't know where he goes where he could start i really don't i think anywhere he goes he's gonna have to be a backup yeah, um, although there is one team I would
1: say that there's one team in the NFL that I think that if Tannehill was on their team today and that team was as is, they were a playoff team. And I think this team is going to surprise you. You're never going to see this team come in. I'm going to say the Cleveland Browns. I think Tannehill being a taller mobile quarterback who makes a quicker decision than, than Mayfield makes that team, the offensive team that they've been that they need to be explosive. And I think that makes them like a playoff team, in my opinion, because they have a, they have a decent defense, you know, when Garrett gets back. Um, and then you have OBJ, you still have uh, Jarvis Landry, you still have uh, Joku, you still have that O-line, um, Chubbs. I don't think they're bringing back Hunt, but if they do, you've also got Hunt. I honestly think that's a playoff team if you put Tannehill on it instead of Mayfield. Now, you know? I'll
0: say this. I agree with you, but do you really think that Cleveland is going to do that?
1: No, I will. Of course not. Okay. I'm not okay. saying that Cleveland would do that. I'm just saying if you were to place Tannehill on that team and Mayfield wasn't on the team for whatever reason, they, for whatever reason, the Browns decided to sign Tannehill and they didn't lose any assets for it, they're a playoff team if he
0: starts. In my to, opinion, to give you credit on that, what would if they did sign Tannehill? What would the Browns then have to do? They'd have to run the football, and well, that's you where have, t- you have Chubbs. that's where yeah yeah exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, Nick Chubb is is a great running back. He obviously proved it. And what what were we saying all year with the Cleveland Browns? Why are they not running the football more? Why are they not running it with this kid? This kid is obviously dominating. Why wasn't OBJ so, getting the ball? Yeah, so you, you make that team, if, if you sign Tannehill and, and you start him, you make that team have to run the football, and that's mm-hmm. where they were successful with. Um, you know, again, I, I mean, I'm not completely off of Mayfield yet, but I'm getting close. I mean, you I were off Mayfield f- before draft night, so I'm, we're going to just <laughs> preference that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I thought he was going to do better than what he was, but I didn't think he was going to be, I didn't think he was going to be the savior of the Browns. You
1: no, know? but like, for example, last year when they actually got him weapons, I actually was disappointed because I really was thinking that, okay, the Browns may not be a Super Bowl team, but they're now mm-hmm. a pretty good playoff team. And. You know, I figured Mayfield was going to play well enough to get spread the ball around. I mean, he's got all pro receivers. You would think he would have made something happen, but yeah. who knows? Maybe it was the coaching that's that really derailed that. Who knows? But we're kind of going off on a rabbit hole now. But <laughs> you know, but if Tannehill, for whatever reason, I think it, the team that would to me he would be great in would be the Browns or Chicago. Chicago would be a great landing spot for him.
0: Yeah. You know, that that would help Trubisky, I think, a little bit because both they're kind of similar. So I I agree with that. I think I think Chicago would be would be the best, but again, he would he would be the backup. I don't I don't think wherever he goes, he's going to have to be the backup and and work his way up to be being the starter. So
1: which is unfortunate because I think he did well enough to he should be a starter somewhere. Just what team is willing to do that? Like the Jaguars, I guess, but they they got that Gunner kid, the undrafted uh, rookie. Gunner Minchin, I think his name was, or Minshew, Gardner
0: Minshew, yeah,
1: with the guy with the mustache, that guy.
0: Okay. <laughs> terrible <at> names. <laughs> I was
1: doing pretty well,
0: and then I said, I, "Gunner, Gunner, <laughs> Just some southern name, Gunner. <laughs> you know well, he played at Washington State, okay? Come on.
1: Well, he looks like he grew up in like some I don't know Podunk, <laughs> Wyoming State or something, with yeah. his stash and
0: yeah. By the way, it's a very nice stash. By the way, it is. It's, I wanted to have one, and then my wife laughed in my face when I did it, and so I shaped it all off.
1: Yeah, I think I might. <laughs> I think if I ever did that, I'd get divorce papers. I don't know. I doubt my wife would <laughs> let me do that.
0: All right. Well, we had we had some good conversation uh, talking about where we think uh, certain quarterbacks are going. Uh, Cody, man, you brought your A game today. I love it. Uh, I love when uh, you're into your into your uh, your list. So. Good for you, man. Um, But we thank you and we appreciate you guys listening. Hey, we have a new website. It is DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. We have emails that you can email us. um, Any questions or um, anything maybe you want us, a topic that you want us to talk about, please email us. We are very open to answering those emails. Also follow us on uh, on social media: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, which is all at drewcodesports talk dot com or it's not dot com at Drew Code Sports talk. Um, and also, we have a YouTube channel is Drew Code Sports Talk. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, subscribe to our podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast from uh, from any of the major uh, podcast forums. And. Um, you know, please rate and review as well. Anything helps. Uh, we appreciate anything and everything. Um, Hey, we appreciate you guys, uh, listening and, and sharing on social media and, and, uh, you know, talking to us whenever, whenever we uh, post these. So thank you very much. And, uh, we'll talk to you next week.